I want to be stereotyped. I want to be classified. Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by an illustrious panel. Uh, Christopher Samani is to my right. Good evening. Louis McCaffrey is also to my right. Uh, good evening, hi. And to my far right, although he isn't far right in any way, let's just put that <laughs> down there, is uh, Dermot Coyle. Yep, evening. Evening, lovely to hear from you all. Look, we're co- I'm calling this the business podcast. We're going to start business straight away. None of this stupid nonsense uh, introduction bullshit. Celtic. Let's start with some transfer news. Um, so essentially, uh, like, why are you all laughing, right? Because you were like, let's start the podcast really well. No, no, it's good. It's better than last week. On you go. It's like a wee Jim White bit. Go do the news. Hi guys, welcome to Transfer Window Update. Is that a thing? Is Transfer Window Update a thing? Can well, be. you put me off by the fact how little you sounded like Jim White though. Fuck up. Uh, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go around the panel and ask what your thoughts are on how Celtic are situated right now squad-wise, right? Before we even touch up, touch on transfers. Chris Armani, what is your thoughts on our squad? Not strong enough. And in what areas? Defence. Louis McCaffrey, same question. Uh, yeah, but definitely there's <coughs> there's a bit of room for improvement, as Samani says, defensively, most of all. But we are short. Okay, Dermot, your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. It's all about the the defence. Uh, we need to strengthen. Okay, so essentially, what happened today was I had a rundown of stuff we could talk about, and then there was a press conference uh, in which Brendan Rodgers kind of came across as quite forthright in his thoughts and his opinions. Um, so I'm going to start with John McGinn. Uh, John McGinn's now in talks with Aston Villa, and it looks pretty likely that essentially we've lost out in McGinn. Now, I know that this panel is probably three, well, I'd say split, maybe 50-50, depending on Louis' thoughts, on whether McGinn would be, essentially what I'm saying is that he hates McGinn. Um, no, that's that's... We'll come around in a second. That's not true. So I know we're kind of split on what, whether we think McGinn is good enough or a replacement enough, or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But the fact that Brendan Rodgers wants McGinn and we've not got him, how do you think that kind of? How does that sit with you, Sir Firstly, I, I, I've come round to McGinn in terms of his attitude, his aggression, uh, and his his passing's improved. I uh, went from probably not wanting to sign him to wanting to sign him um, in terms of how much he's worth I mean the, the problem is if we've got competition even from a team like Aston Villa we we, we can be financially outbid by them quite easily now what was clear today though was Rogers really wants I mean he's openly said that he wanted to, to, to bring him in and it appears as though especially the money we spent on Edward, that there's money there or there's a certain amount of money there. So I don't know whether or not the board have put a price on uh, McGinn and have refused to go above it and that's gone against Rogers, or Rogers is in agreement with that and we've just been outbid by a richer English club. I don't know. 
maybe it is the old adage that Celtic did they used to think we'll be able to rely on the fact he's a Celtic fan which will sway his decision I don't know but Rodgers didn't look happy about the situation with McGinn it's quite clear that he's a guy whose qualities he admires and it it's looking likely that we might miss out on him so it's probably not a great situation to be in Louis your thoughts um, yeah, well, from from the way Brendan Rogers speaks about it, it sounds like you know he wanted them in at the beginning of the window. He didn't really want to wait, um, and he clearly he's been a fan of them for a while. But I think from the club's point of view, I think they've probably went. Well, the way I'm reading it is they've went to Hibs, said right, you know, two million. The fact that he's what he can sign a pre-contract in January. Um, and Hibs are clearly because he is their star man. They want what four million? It's rumored four million they want. They value him at five, but I think they're willing to do business at four. Yeah, essentially. <coughs> and I, I think from Celtic's point of view, they've just decided, or the board have decided that it just doesn't make sense. For they, they know that he's a Celtic fan. They know that he wants to come to the club. And I think Brendan Rodgers might not be willing to wait, but I think the club are willing to wait until January and get him for nothing. Um, because I think they're probably confident that that's not going to happen now because he's literally in Birmingham today yeah he's in Birmingham but that doesn't mean that he's definitely going to agree personal terms I mean if the boy wants to go to Celtic if it was if I was a Celtic fan yes okay Aston Villa are, you know you're going to get paid X and Y amount you you're probably not going to want to go to Aston Villa if you know that if all you have to do is sit and you're going to play in a good team with a good manager for the next however many months and then you can sign your pre-contract in January and this time next year you'll be in the Celtic team. You know, I, I think I think that's probably more likely the way it will go. And, and I, I think it's frustrating. for uh, the, the, the worry I have is that the board are pissing off Brendan Rodgers and I think you do that at your peril really because I think if he feels like he's not being backed I think he'll walk away because I think at this point we need Brendan Rodgers more than Brendan Rodgers needs us and his stock is as high as it possibly could be with Celtic unless he does something in the Champions League but he's not going to do it with this squad um, Let me So jump, the, the McGinn thing I think, I think he'll come to Celtic eventually but I think the club are probably not totally wrong in trying not to spend over what they think the player is worth at this moment in time. What's your take on that, Dermot? Should we almost... You know, a lot of people would turn around and say to Celtic... There's been a lot of stuff on social media from a lot of fans saying, just pay the money, Celtic. But, like, why Why should we? Um, if we value a player at a certain amount of money and we can't come to deal, should we just say, we tried to get him for this amount, this is our valuation, six months left of his contract, you, when Hibs aren't willing to do business, if someone else is willing to pay more money, then fine. Should we be held to, like, all... Raked over the coals? I, I don't think we should be held to ransom, but I think the club's valuation uh, doesn't really make sense if you factor in other clubs are interested in them. Yeah, a, premier, know, a championship club uh, as well. And also the value of a player, right, you can say that we're only going to spend two million, but if you miss out on that player, then how much is it going to cost to get someone to do that role? Can you get um, an equivalent player for two million? And you probably couldn't. No, I don't uh, think if, you, if you're going abroad or to the English market. So, I mean, it's, it's a classic thing that players in Scotland are generally go cheap uh, for what they're actually worth if you were to look at sort of 
Europe and, and England uh, put together. So, I mean, I'd, I'd have loved to have seen uh, McGinn come to Celtic. Do you, think really it, do you think it's gone now? I don't see why he would have went to Birmingham if he thought he was going to sit on his backside till January and sign for Celtic. The, the tra- English transfer window uh, closes in on Thursday. Um, I've, I've got a question here. I'm going to start with you, Dermot, and work my round. In Cham CSC, are you missing out on a, getting a replacement for Scott Brown by not signing him again? Yes. Aye. You you think he? I, I think he's the perfect guy to come in and uh, sort of gradually take over. Uh, I think having him with Brown would be would be great for a couple Ideal. of seasons. Aye, uh, Louis. For me, I, I said it on the podcast um, before we broke up for the summer. I think McGinn would be a replacement for Armstrong, and the way Brendan Rodgers was talking today about how you know the bare minimum that we had to do was replace the players that we lost. We haven't replaced Armstrong. We hadn't replaced Roberts. Um, I think he is the replacement for Armstrong. Whether he takes over from Brown. And Brendan Rodgers' team, I don't know, because he's already said Kouassi's going to be the replacement, although that kind of seems unlikely now. But um, <laughs> I don't know if he's ever going to play again. <laughs> I know, I know, which is a real shame, but I'm, we'll come to that later. But um, personally, um, personally, I, I, I would rather just draw a line under it and move on with the whole John McGinn thing. I think we could do better. Um, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, I've been a, a massive fan of McGinn for for a few seasons. I, I really liked him when he was at St. Mirren. Um, and you know, a little bit of uh, me was like, why would we sign someone from for St. Mirren? Maybe looking down my nose, but still goes to Hibs. Um, a lot of people kind of surprised they didn't go down south from St. Mirren. I think a lot of that was to do with the assault that Stephen Thompson did to him when he attacked him with a fucking uh, corner flag. Remember that? Oh. Yep. Oh, he sued. Uh, he Stephen Thompson hit him. Through. Did he not throw a corner oh, flag? Like yeah, a what were you doing, Louis? What was I doing? Uh, you look like Stephen Thompson. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a compliment. Um, so, Manny. He's got a better tan now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think that with, with this situation and it being kind of Celtic making it clear that they wanted McGinn, Rogers making it clear that uh, he was in the market for McGinn? Do you think it's made us look a bit foolish? Um, now I know that genuinely doesn't matter as long you know as long as the wind transfer window closes. Does it make us look a little like we don't have the power? I don't know about that, but Rogers doesn't say things for no reason. So thinking why he's came out and admitted that, why he said that, why has he done that? Is he? blaming the board, is he hanging it in them, is he is he putting it out there that he's frustrated, that he's unhappy with, you know, his, 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 his purchasing power, I, I don't know, but that I think you always need to read into what Rogers is saying, he's not just saying, yeah, I want the player, there was more to it for me, and I don't know if it makes us look foolish, because again, it's not like he's going, we've, we've missed out on him. Villa, for whatever you know, they're a big club. You know, they'd narrowly missed out in promotion last season. Um, they've got new owners; they're looking to do that. So, the state of the game today, losing out to a club like that, is just the way it can go in terms of financial power. But the fact that Rogers mentioned it so openly makes me think that he's he's annoyed. He's annoyed. Yeah. Um, this is some of the quotes he said: "I can only identify the targets, and then we wait. That is all we can do. We don't want to wait. We need to keep improving, and that means signing quality. It was important we kept a hold of players like Tom Rodgers, like. um, but running alongside that is strengthening with quality. That is something we need to do, and I hope we can do. You need to strengthen when it when in a you need to strengthen when in a good moment. 
Sharp. Over the last couple of years, we've lost players in the bare minimum you do is to replace them. We've lost Stuart Armstrong and haven't replacement, replaced him yet. Patrick Roberts is gone and we haven't replaced him yet. There are areas we need to complete deals on and get that support into the team. He you know, mentioned John McGinn and discussed him um, and the fact that Celtic have tried to sign him and they wanted him, as Louis said, they wanted him in the door early. Um, this McGinn thing, we only really have two days left before the, the transfer window closes. Does, are Celtic playing a do you think Celtic are trying to be like he if he doesn't join Villa, um, they'll get him for a lot cheaper? Jake, yeah. they're, they're, play, they're playing. A, 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 they're playing. They're, they're gambling essentially. Well, the only other the only other destination for again other than Celtic is England, isn't it? And if England, if the English teams, if no one's come up with a deal by the time their their window closes in a couple of days, well, it's not really a great sign for Hibs bargaining power really because if they want to get money for them then the only buyer in the market really is going to be Celtic so Celtic will be kind of back in control again yeah um, so it'll be interesting to see if it goes to that but let me jump in for a second as well because I know you were tweeting about this earlier this morning um Boyata um Jesus so Dedrick Boyata will not take part tomorrow in tomorrow's game that was that's been made clear by by uh, Rogers to keep him injury free to keep him for injury free um so Fulhamov came at Celtic came at <laughs> fucking hell they're not attacking them in some sort of UFC that's a, an in joke for people in this room um but Celtic have uh, Fulham have approached Celtic and they've put in a bid a, a concrete bid of 9 million pounds Celtic have rejected it, saying that they want to keep him. He's very important at the, in this moment. <laughs> like uh, we're arguing over two million in our valuation of McGinn. Yeah, yeah. Saying that nine million is not enough for. Boyata. So essentially, so, um, Fulham are reportedly going to come back with twelve million. Uh, I'm going to start with Louis first, and then I'll get to oh, Dermatron. Um, thoughts on twelve million pound potential bid from Fulham for Boyata? Well, bef- before I get to my own personal thoughts, right. See this? Here like, we go. No, no, no. Here but, we go. No, no, no. I'm just thinking. You know, like Celtic are playing hardball and with, with Hibs with the money and stuff, and kind of not doing what Rogers maybe wants in terms of getting someone in early. But they are doing what Rogers wants if they're knocking back bids of like nine million for Boyata. I mean, he would be mightily pissed off if the club sold him. But in terms of the club, I but like Hibs. It makes sense for for Celtic if he's not going to sign a new contract, he can sign a pre-contract soon. It makes sense for them to cash in on him now. But the fact that the club aren't surely is a good thing. And it, Brendan Rodgers really, if if it, that's the way it goes over the next few days, and Boyata stays, and we knock back bids of like nine, ten, twelve million, whatever you want to say, then that's surely the board have got to be commended from that point of view. You know from from Roger's point of view for me I think Boyata is an absolute horse <laughs> <laughs> and you are all mad if you think otherwise uh, I mean how many games last year sorry. big games Ibrox remember what he did there right, okay. absolute I dreadful think, I think you're going to have support from Dermot Dermot do you support that, that statement <laughs> I do uh, <laughs> I, I, I think he, it's, it's shameful that he's almost our best defender but um, I mean, if we get twelve million for Boyata, bite your hand off for it. I, I think we could buy three of them. How long has he been the best that? defender for? Okay, so since our defence has been crap. No, but but like it's just suddenly he's the best defender. What's changed? Uh, okay, so uh, what changed? Somebody's, other than Somebody's three? looking at me like, can you 
<laughs> actually control this and shut them the fuck up. I think other defenders just get found out. So gradually. I, I'll. But he, it's a man is burning my eyes. Actually, I'm going to bring you in. Rebuttal? Uh, no, not really. Um, the thing is, right, Boyata is garbage, right? <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> no. No, he is. He's, 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 he's mistake prone. Part of that's because of the way Rogers wants him to play, right? Yeah. Um, however, uh, if we don't, right, I'd sell him, right? If we have an adequate replacement. Now, it's dead easy to say we could get three of them for four million, for 12 million pounds. Maybe we could, but let's look at the players that we've tried to sign at centre half since then. Marvin Comper, who I don't know, he he he's with Shergar somewhere. Nobody, <laughs> nobody knows where he is, man. Jack Henry just looks like a bad football player to me, right? Now I know he's young and he might get better, but see the idea that we go in to the Champions, continuing the Champions League qualifiers. Then if we even make it, the idea that our centre halves are Iyer and Jack Henry, no. I'd, boy, that is better than Jack Henry, right? I'm not sure that we can identify the replacement we need for him. So you've got a gamble to make. Do you take 12 million quid or whatever Fulham offer for us? Or do you keep him there hoping that he's good enough to get us to the Champions League, which is going to make us 30 million quid? So it's not it's not for me as simple as saying, get rid of him. If we had an adequate replacement, I'd drive him to Fulham myself. It's a nice bit of London as well, get a bite to eat while I was down there. <laughs> you know, but Could they afford a bite to eat? <laughs> I think well, it's a good gamble. It's all right, gamble, Dedrick though. would get it. He's, he'll be minted. So it's a good offer, but it's not as simple as saying take it because what you put in at the back of that, even if you signed a centre half, you know, I, the time you bed him in and the time, you know, the, I think, the, I think oh, hold on, hold on. But probably still going to be boy so at his equal. This is know? like twelve million pound for FA Ambrose, as far as I'm concerned. It's no, the same thing. No, this is astronomical money is he for a guy who's Henry? fucking dreadful. Is, is he better than Jack Henry? Yeah. Is he better than Marvin Comper because you you can see him? I, I, well, I obviously... <laughs> Marvin might be a cracking centre-half, I don't know. But. He, here's the thing, right, let me just give my two, two cents, right. Um, Dedrick Boyata is our best defender. That's not saying much about our defence. Ayer um, will be your best defender, there's no question about that. But he's still young, and he's still prone to the odd, uh, you know, mistake now and then. And that's absolutely... Absol- absol- better than Boyata right now. Well, that's debatable, but essentially, if you, look, if you if you look at the, yeah. if you if you look at them both, there's not much of a difference in terms of overall quality. But as I say, Ayer will be a far better player. Jack Hendry, I'm a massive fan of Jack Hendry. Um, Jack Hendry, I don't know if he'll be able to take the pressure. Um, he looks to me like he gets too shook too easily. Um, looking at going into Okay, now let me put this. Let me put this scenario. Would you? Would you basically keep Boyata and qualify for the Champions League, or would you sell him, get the twelve million, and take a gamble on getting into the Champions League? I don't think that having Boyata is going to make us that much more likely to get into the Champions League. I'm sorry. I think him playing at the back is. Uh, I don't really see him making that much of a difference to us. You know, I'd sell him for twelve million. I'd I offer think for three for Suter from Hearts uh, and I'd go to Italy uh, and see Buy, um, who we can get 5 million I think John Sutter's a terrific player um, yeah. but I mean he'd move for 3 million but I don't think he is the type of player to replace but he's a defender that we can play in defence basically here, here's the other thing though and, and this is this is the this is just going to be what's going to happen to Celtic in Europe under Brendan Rodgers unless we've got Paolo Maldini and fucking Alexandro <laughs> Nesta I don't think there's going to be any defender that the the player the, the way Celtic the way that Rogers wants to play football is really admirable and I genuinely love watching it 
specifically at home. Away from home, it's painful to watch because we're consistently caught out. So we could get the two best centre-halves in the world. We could have Benucci and whoever at the back and uh, we'd still look fragile because the way... We're not, we're never going to be able to get those the type of players to play that game at that level at our defence. And essentially, it doesn't really matter who plays at the back. The, the, the worrying thing is, though, how, how on earth can... You know, this head of scouting and all these other people that have been brought in behind the scenes, how have they not been able to identify a single centre half? The Compa. Compa was. <laughs> but Compa and Hendry are the only two that were on the list for the last, what, 18 months? 12 months? That's can't, That cannot be right, surely. I mean, they're, they're Rangers brought in two centre halves that, from what I've heard, have been look as if they're. Solid enough. Yeah. Not in the 93rd uh, minute. <laughs> well, maybe not. No. What this, the Croatian? The, the, the Croatian. What's his name? Katic. Yeah, he, he looks like he looks slower than any centre half I've seen. Eddie will rip him, him a uh, new one. I mean, that's see, you're going down that road. They're They'll right. be better than what we've got. You did it with the Vries and you did it with with, with Gordon because you don't like Gordon. I ju- I just know that what we've got in Boyata is fucking shit. Aye. Because I remember, no, how, but, you, but but I remember how he played last season before he went to the World Cup, and everybody else just seems to have totally forgotten about it. No. Remember he left what, that Windass scored that goal. Was that yeah, Ibrox or Parkhead? That was terrific. Him. And then the very next game, he started the game in the exact same way and made the exact same mistake. Yeah. He, he gets get caught with a ball under no. his feet, and if someone actually runs at him, he's he's shook. Yeah, but he, we, he, no, no, but the point is, see the way just Bel- his brain see, farts as he runs all over the pitch. See the way he played for Belgium in the World Cup. He won the ball and he passed it. No, but he's he's also the first played, game. He's asked, see the first game he played for Belgium. Who's he, he played? He made a few, quite a few mistakes. Who? Does this does this myth that? <laughs> that he played that he was like a rock good, solid centre half for them ok the, the second two games he, he, who did he they was, play against played against England didn't they yeah um, the winning team again. No, listen we're, we're all on the same page the point is um, we, if you got offered 12 million for a horse oh, no, you take it no, no, no. <laughs> the <laughs> horse comment the is mental um, but the point the point about uh, Boyata the point about Boyata we made a couple of times last season is he's a Martin O'Neill centre half he's like yeah. if, if he was utilised the correct way in terms of clear your lines get the ball to fuck he would be terrific but because Brendan Rodgers wants two centre halves who are going to come out with the ball he looks vulnerable it's not his fault he's a good player in the right situation it's just that he's not going to be utilised correct not utilised correctly but I just mean they're asking too much of him I think and um, he's a big shite bag that also that also reduces the pool of players that we can buy because we're not only trying to sign a centre half who can defend we're also trying to sign a centre half who can play football a bit now generally the, the rule goes you've got guy that, guys at the back who guy like John Stones who apparently you know can play a bit of football but can't really defend at all the partnership was always a ball player and a guy who a can lump. defend a yeah. lump yeah that's what it was you know, a right horrible big lump. Bobo Baldy and Johan Mialbi. Well, I, I suppose that's a good... But the, the one that always came to my head a bit before was Mark Reaper and... Uh, Alan Stubbs. Alan Stubbs. Stubbs was the one that couldn't, you know... In his second season when Reaper came in, he became a lot more solid because Reaper could certainly defend. Stubbs used to ping the balls or, or, or whatever. But that, that was always the partnership, whereas Rogers wants two guys that can play the ball and their defensive qualities, you know... Oh, I'm not saying they're secondary, but it, they need to be able to play football. So if you're if you're going to have a centre half who needs to play football, then that's going to, that's going to limit the pool we've got. So that that is the that is the conundrum here. It's getting a football, getting centre halves who are going to be up to the quality 
there's probably centre halves out there who could defend, but that's not what Rodgers wants, and that's the problem we've got with it. Um, Derm, I'm going to ask you a question. This is from Derek. If a player has made his mind up he wants out, is it ever really worth holding on to them? Can you guarantee a level of performance from a player who's had his head turned? If Derek Boyat does want away, um, and we block it, would it be a decision we come to regret? Uh, yes. <laughs> I think that once a player has, has really made up their, their mind, they're going. Um, especially when it's something like down to England, you know, it's kind of their, their favourite destination in it. Then standing in their way, although you should be able to, um, I just don't think you can trust them. You know, a lot of the time, yeah. Given Boyat is so prone to these lapses in concentration, etc. Uh, if he's in any way not fully focused, then he's just he's busting a man down. Uh, I mean, I can't believe we're debating twelve million for Boyata. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but that's the thing is, we've <laughs> just got to take it and say like bye bye. But what happens if we, if if Boyata goes? It means that we've got Jack Hendry, Ayer, Simunovic. That's it. Aye, but I mean, at the minute we've got that plush Boyata who's crap. So I don't <laughs> see it really being horrific. Uh, and I think we can go and buy someone. I don't we, think it's a difference maker, no. No, I mean, we we get that money, we'll go and buy another centre half. Someone well, that's better than you it. know. Essentially, when the English prem, um, English English market closes on Thursday, we've got the rest of the month. So if there is a lot of bloated uh, Premier League squads with you know that we actually might be able to kind of fish our way through some you know get some big plankton, bring up the big plankton yep. up here. Um, the issue being that AAK's That's it. on wing. It's, it's all about exactly. timing. It's all about timing. It's the fact that we're right in the middle of qualification for the Champions League. It's dead easy to say we can get somebody else in. We don't, we, we don't have time to bring somebody in in terms of qualification. And therefore you need to rely on what, you, you basically need to rely on Ayer and Simunovic being the partnership. Now we know Simunovic mm. is a liability in terms of his discipline. And I, I don't care what you say. For me, Hendry, right now, he might go on to be a player. <laughs> right now. He's always got that caveat, doesn't he? He I, might be a player. Really. Just so you don't look like a dick. When he becomes a player. <laughs> right. But right now, Boyat is better than him. Significantly but, better than him. But if Boyat, if Boyat is not going to play against uh, Athens... Tomorrow night he's not. Well, tomorrow yeah. night he's not, right? If he's not going to play tomorrow night, he's going to play one game. Who knows how, how the first tie is going to go, right? The tie could be decided by then. If he's only going to play one game, what if we don't get through, get, get past Athens? And then you've just, but you've already missed it out on the the choice of or the the chance of selling them for big money. If we if if we lose significantly tomorrow night, you'll be away. Fulham will be saying six million. Exactly, yeah. the price will drop. No, no. If we lose significantly, Celtic would turn around and say we'll take your twelve million, and that will cover up any cracks of you know not They're getting not money. Gonna offer that though, because I will. If he's not playing, then well, do you know what? He's not playing tomorrow, so he's not playing against AEK Athens, right? Rogers has said that. So if Celtic get humped against AEK Athens, it's not going to affect the uh, value of Dedrick Boyata. Because at the end of the day, Celtic still don't have to sign. And by Sell. the way, by the way, Simunovic is rotten as well. Simunovic yeah. is a, a, an absolute liability on the pitch, and he's also just not very good. Uh, Jamie, will we ever have a transfer window where we're happy with our business before the latter stages of the qualifiers? I'm going to answer for everybody. No, <laughs> no, we probably won't. But see, see, just on that, I, I wasn't. I've not been too negative about it because of this ex, this other three weeks on the English window that we've got. So I, I mean, I've been quite, you know, not really worried about it, not really bothered by it. I'm like, we'll do our best business towards the end of the month. I thought that was maybe an obvious 
plan that the club were going with. But Rogers' comments today really negate that think, a little bit. No, no, that's not what the crack is because you would think he would just go and oh, we're biding our time. There's plenty of time left in the window. We'll get the we'll get the deals done. Whereas he seems pissed off, so I think that's really had a big impact on everybody else's reading of the situation. I think. Dear McCoy, I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to get you re- you relax when I say this. All right, oh, and you, Patrick Roberts. Yeah, getting um, back in a thing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. there we go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can, I, can I just come in? He's not going to come back. It was beautiful while it lasted. We need to make oh, do. We, to get soap, so. we, we need to make do with second rate. Uh, Australian Mavericks sounds as if we might be signing another one yeah. uh, and Arzani um, no he's not coming back let's just leave it at that um, this, is a, this is from Brian Hamill um, how can anyone not want Patrick Roberts back how can anyone think Forrest or any of our other wide players are on the level in terms of ability Roberts is far too good for this league and if there's a chance of a permanent deal it would be insane not to make it happen Dermot uh, definitely I mean can you imagine getting rid of Boyata for 12 million and then Bringing a like seven, for ten. <laughs> seven for Roberts. It just, it'd be so good. Uh, I don't think there's been that much interest in him down south, and I don't think he's really for obvious reasons. No, but he's just not in Guardiola's plans. So I mean, there's a link. We to could Leeds. Pos- Oh, because Bielsa? your man's taking over, right? Bielsa knows a player. Um, no, uh, Roberts. Louis Ratty, we face just. <laughs> just not. He's were Leicester in for him, but then they turned their sides to Madison or whatever? It was part of the Mares deal, right. um, but that kind of fell through. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Although, having said that, last week, um, again, it comes down to if on Friday morning Roberts is sitting there as part of the Man City squad, I mean, where else is he going to go? He's not going to, he can't go anywhere else in England. Um, yeah. So it, it, Roberts, I think, would be suited to... Um, one of the European leagues, um, so well, that, that, that's why I don't think. I, that's why I don't think he'll go. Certainly not anywhere significant because I don't think he suits the championship at all, and I don't no. care what you know, Bielsa or whatever. He doesn't suit it because the physicality of it. They'll double up on him like they do here anyway. Of course, he's he, his skill is insane, but I just don't see how he suits English football. Would you take him back, Louis? Of course, absolutely, I would take him back, but. You know, I don't want another loan. I think if we have him back, if, if we if we go, if, if he doesn't go anywhere by Thursday, as you say, wakes up on Friday, there's no way he's not Phil Foden. Like he's not one of them. He's not in that category. I mean, I think he needs to realise it, and a lot of other people need to realise it that he's <laughs> he pointed at you. He's um, he's good. He's good, but he's not at that exceptional bracket. Um, do you think Tom Rogic is for, better? For, do you think for, Tom for, Rogic is better than uh, Pat Roberts? Aye. I mean, that's not true, though. And, and well, <laughs> let's, so, what's, uh, what's he done in the past twelve months of he his career? He scored like what? How many goals he scored? In the cha- he scored three goals in the Champions League. Um, he's came last on last season. Well, he scored against Man City. He scored against uh, Anderlecht. How he many was... games did they play? Oh, for Christ's sake. Exactly. And he that's, still scored. That's, that's, have an influence. That's the, only, that's the only reason. There's a lot of people who have a memory that's not longer than two weeks. And they said, uh, Roberts is this, Roberts is that. When Roberts is fully fit, that's the only problem that you can say about Roberts. Roberts has injury problems. You know, he, he's been out for large periods of it. See, when Roberts is fully flying, there's no doubt he's a yeah. he's a top class player. There's no doubt he's more effective than James Forrest, who I've come around to, and I still think Forrest's an excellent player. But the two of them at the top of the game, there's there's no comparison. But then the two of them, all, I, I agree with you. I, I do agree with you. I think no 
Forrest and Roberts are just two different players. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, yeah tra- right, trying to put trying to put them, you know, they're, they're always competed against each other. But they don't I think it, I think well. it's what I I think it, different <sighs> games are going to require different things, and I think that's a lot of the time maybe why Forrest started ahead of him last season when he was fit and he was on the bench and he was coming off the bench trying to affect things when the game had been was stretched a bit and he didn't really have the time to affect things but I don't know it would be interesting to see if we're going to sign this Arzani boy or whoever it is from, from Australia I thought he was in the same mould as like Roberts I've never seen the boy play but from what I've read he was kind of that type of player so are we really going to sign Two of them. Um, I mean, we've been linked today. I with just want to sign anybody right now. Why can't we just half? sign a centre half? Can we just sign you know somebody, please? Yeah. Um, Brendan. In terms of well, okay, so right, we're at the halfway half hour mark. Uh, so we'll kind of go to Livingston, and again, Livingston kind of. Uh, well, let's just look at the Livingston game. Did you see the Livingston game, Lou? Uh, no. Okay. Did you see the highlights? Uh, yes. Good. Um, what did you think of the game from what you saw? Um, yeah, it looked it looked like we were fairly dominant, and I thought we looked um, we looked very impressive in the first half highlights that I saw. Anyway, I mean, we looked you know that uh, was it the second goal counter attack with uh, Edward scored. Yeah, I thought that was a lovely move. Um, Roger. A lovely touch as they broke away, um, playing in and jam. I thought, I thought they looked very, very good. But then you're playing against Livingston. I, I mean, yeah. if you don't look good against Livingston on Flag Day, then you know. I don't think we can read too much into it. But um, it was, it was certainly a game that uh, it was almost. This is gonna. This genuinely mean no disrespect to Livingston because Livingston just coming up uh, because it being flag day because Celtic have started the season really quite well and we look kind of look quite set um, from an attacking standpoint anyway it was almost like a, almost a free um, if we, you know if we were starting the season if the season opener was Hearts at, Tenka, um, at Parkhead it would have been harder obviously any of those guys um, but Livingston almost gives you that opportunity we took it well Dermot yeah I thought it was a good performance uh I mean, it was kind of what I expected. Uh, it was especially good after sort of the Rosenberg game, which was pretty poor, and I think we maybe needed. I don't want to call it an easy game, but I mean, it was an easy game. Yeah, I mean, and it's still disrespect, but yeah. you know, it's, they're just up. That they didn't expect to get promoted. They got no. promoted, so they are essentially a Championship club. Um, what did you think of? Uh, does anyone stand out for you? I thought Enchamp played really well. I thought Edward was looking I sharp. I think uh, Edward's looking better and better. Every time I see him now, I mind at the start of last season, halfway through, I really wasn't convinced about him at all, and he's he has just sort of game on game, almost just shown what he can do. Uh, it was interesting to see uh, Johnny Hayes. What did you think? Him. I I quite like him. I know most folk slag him off and don't think he's good enough, but I think in terms of playing him in that left position, it does give us a bit of cover for Tierney. Yeah. I think he's perfect for that. Which is maybe um, obviously with Sinclair not being the most the best defensively yep. um, and oh, shite offensively as well. Yeah, but he, he's can, in the bin. He's can put in a, a shift, you know. Aye, yeah, dreadful. It's a good point to come in there. I agree. In terms of, I think I said it last season. He's uh, clearly he's a player when he's on form, but consistency in terms of. He was our talisman when he signed. It was Rogers called him a player we're lucky to have, a Premier League quality player playing for Celtic. 
he'll be on a fortune for us comparatively and what he delivers compared to what we pay him isn't enough if we're going to give that wage to somebody it should be somebody who's producing more often and again see if he can get back to the form of his first season brilliant keep him mad amazing but he's he's not been close to that for what 18 months that's because we're not playing the same way though is it as well (laughs) I mean I'd that's what I'm saying. I'd, I'd, I would get shot of him now, but I mean, the team aren't also playing the same formation or the same way that we did when he first came in. What I would say is, um, my point of view on it would be, if I was picking a Celtic team to play against AK Athens, or probably our biggest game of the season, and everyone's fit, I don't know if Scott Sinclair even comes into my thinking. If everyone's fit, I don't think he comes into my thinking, which... You know, says to me that maybe he really isn't. Uh, he has dropped so far off. Um, I don't know how. Like, no, I'm not saying Mikey Johnson should start ahead of him. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is, when Mikey Johnson has been coming on as a substitute, he just looks special. And I want that. And then we've got Lewis Morgan, who, again, I'm not saying Morgan should be starting ahead of Sinclair, but from what I've seen of Morgan from the Scotland games, Morgan has no fear. Yeah, Sinclair looks to be holding back a little bit and to me that's I don't know if that's confidence I don't know if that's you know maybe thinking about other things or whatever but Sinclair is an undoubtedly talented guy and he seems like a genuinely sound guy as well but everyone fit I don't think about Sinclair um, in terms of moving forward I mean with the Livingston game uh, job done fine bit of a brain fart for the goal from Craig Gordon bit of a fuck up um, but it's better he's making a fuck up in that game than he is in Greece for example get out of your system um, Rosenberg away brief thoughts Louis Did you g- um, awful does it matter in the grand scheme of things yes <laughs> why because I think you're going you know you're going away that, that game that I think it's important how you play in these games. See when you, you play well in the first leg, win three one. If you really want to be seen as a team to be kinda of feared in Europe, you know, or taken seriously in Europe, you go away after a three one victory at home and, and playing really well second half, you go away and you continue in that vein and you impress and you try and, you know, put down a marker. And we didn't. We completely shat it again. Um, that first half on the ropes, awful, awful, awful defending, and it just gave me the absolute fear. I mean, yes, it got better in the second half, but if we play like that against Athens, and I, I'm, I think when that draw was made, everybody was like, "Oh, Athens is insanely hard." And I think as we get closer to the game, it seems people are giving us more of a chance. And I don't know anything about Athens, so I don't know why that may be the case. But they didn't, think, the they didn't win the league last year. I think if we play like that, though, against them or any quality European side, we get embarrassed. And and the one thing that none of us want, and this is the whole thing that we always debate every year, you know, why are we trying to get to the Champions League group stages? You know, I don't want none of us want to be back in the group the group stages of the Champions League just to get scudded five, six, seven nil again. Yeah. But see if we play like that, there is no possible way we can avoid it. These top top tier teams 
absolutely embarrass us again. Damn it, let me jump in. You make great, excellent points, Louis, and I want to pick up on something you said. Uh, first half against Rosenberg, we were on the ropes. Aye, uh, I mean, we were lucky not to concede two or three. thought uh, the bottle just completely smashed and it was embarrassing. Uh, we made uh, Bentner look like an absolute kind of mastermind. He dropped so deep and he was just pinging the ball about. Uh, I don't think Rosenberg are actually a very good team. I think that, that's shit. Uh, that's what just made it so much harder to take. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'll take the result all day long, but see, half an hour in, I thought, oh God, we're going out. Um, you know, Jack Hendry got a lot of heat. Um, uh, Somebody's nodding emphatically. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I, again, I don't think he played... I don't think he was horrific. I don't think he was making Gary Caldwell-esque errors, but I found... He almost did. See, when that scramble, yeah. I, I thought he'd get kicked that in his own net. But, but He's so panicked. The, the thing is, though, right, for me, it's like we've got Ayer and Hendry, both very inexperienced. Both young. Young and... Well, very inexperienced when it comes to European competition. And the two of them together as a partnership, I think it's just... it's far too inexperienced for this point of the competition it's just the pressure is on so much and you're asking for two guys two young guys who don't really aren't really that confident and they've got to play side by side and do something to you know this is where the likes of a Marvin Comper should be it was Colo Turi a couple of seasons ago and if it wasn't for Colo Turi personally I still believe we wouldn't have qualified for the group stage when we had him he came in because we were awful before that the end of that season. He came in, he steadied the ship, he was a experienced head at the back, and he guided our defence through those qualifiers, as far as I'm concerned. That's what we should have this time. Comper should have been the man. He's not been, he's been injured, blah, blah, blah. But this is what I mean. We should have... I think our scouting department are, you know... For them not to have quality targets at centre half and had them in ready for these qualifiers, I think is negligent. It's awful. Chris, um, just touching on the Rosenberg uh, debacle. Um, I mean, personally, I don't think it matters. I think you get through. I can see your point, Louis, but at the same time, you get through these qualifiers. No one remembers the second qualifier round qualifier we did two years ago. It doesn't matter get through it however looking at that when we're looking at the AK game I thought our defa- our midfield was absolutely lacking and almost left the defence out to dry you basically took the words right out of my mouth <clears throat> seeing this in the I think the Rosenberg away leg was a game of two halves um, at, not at the time but in hindsight watching it back I think we were fairly comfortable in the second half um, we'd got to grips a wee bit more with the midfield which 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 made things a bit easier on the back line. I don't think Rosenberg looked like they were going to get two goals. I think part of that was down to the fact that they've got a complete lack of quality up front. Bentner, Bentner's good at holding the ball up and bringing other players in, but for me he doesn't look like the sort of guy who's going to score goals. First half, though, I thought the midfield were non-existent. Scott Brown was terrible, and he's been excellent in the last couple of seasons, but he's the guy you want to take the game with a scruff of the neck, and he didn't. That's what where the panic set in, I thought. I think, I'd, I agree, I don't think Rosenberg are a good team um, at all. Um, but I think that's that's really where we were let down. I think they could have scored more than one in the first half. And I, um, I don't think that was the case in the second half. 
you're right about it not mattering ultimately once you go through that's the end of it but we need but to learn that's it see as a, a Celtic team you want to see us dominate these games now we, we comfortably won the first leg after losing the first goal we came back we looked like a mature European team it was a competent great performance you know when you go over there you want to just get the job done get the job done comfortably you want to go over there and show we're a better team than you instead as per usual we pressed the panic button and looked like crap the first half was deplorable the second half I thought I wouldn't say we dominated but far from it but I thought we looked comfortable I didn't at any point well I did at the time but looking <laughs> I was shit myself looking, looking back because you often do that when you look back know, in games yeah. you realise that actually we were fairly comfortable there whereas you're tense at the time the first half terrible the second half better we need to, we need to improve that that that's the overall message you take yeah, for that game. I, I think that is a message. What I would say about Scott Brown is I don't think he started the season particularly well. I don't know if he's harbouring an injury or I know that he was kind of injured in pre season. Um, he doesn't look like he's moving as freely as he was at the start of the season. That's a worry, Dermot. Uh, it's a massive worry. Uh, which maybe suggests we should have got McGinn in when yeah. we had the chance. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not gone yet. He's I know, but yet. see if something does happen to Scott Brown, then our team looks so different. Yeah, um, and it's 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 as much about his character and his uh, personality. I mean, the fact is, there is something I'm sure reassuring for um, the midfielders on each side of Brown to look around and know that he's going to have your back. Is as, as lame as cliched as that sounds. Yep. I, I genuinely think that's a thing. Um, so, I mean, we're we're going into the the final. Not even the final tie, because if we get through the, the AK Athens tie, we've got Malmo or Video Videodrome, I think. Yeah, we're video they're managed, just, video just drawn. Yeah, I think they're managed by David Cronenberg. That's what I was going to um, say. <laughs> you know, uh, Blondie's in it. What you call it again? Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry's in it. Uh, plays up front for me. No, um, so it's uh, the, the Video or whatever you call those guys. So, I mean, if we do get through this... They've then just we, drawn one each as well. Oh, is that today? Yep. Okay, uh, fair enough. I know that Skepovic and, and his brother both <coughs> play for Video yeah, Dome. Right, yeah, yeah. Our Skep started on the bench as well, but he came on. Our Skep, he's got nothing <laughs> to do. We no, want... no, he'll always be. Ah, uh, the Skep, the Skep would have came good. Uh, so, we're, we've got AK Athens, which, you know, and here's the thing about AK Athens. We don't know that much about them. Um, we can look at these stats that, you know, they only lost one game last season. We can look at the fact that they, the last 10 games of the season, they only conceded one goal. Um, they didn't win the league. They came second in the league, but because of uh, Gungate, when the thingy, uh, <laughs> the chairman <laughs> of... Thingy, is it not Gungate? Have I made that up? Is that not a thing? Um, so, essentially... We know we can again. We can look at stats all day long, and I thought it was quite interesting when Brendan Rodgers was asked on Saturday post match about AK Athens, and he went, "We can watch all these videos. We can look at stats. We just don't know until we see them on the pitch." And yeah, you can prepare as much as you want. What are we expecting, Dermot? I'm going to start with you. What are you expecting from AK Athens? I really don't have a clue. To be perfectly honest, hardly ever seen any Greek football. Uh, I expect them to be technically really good. Yeah, you know, uh, fit. I mean, it's more. It's one of those games where I can actually see Celtic stepping up and putting in a performance. Uh, if we play the way we did in the first game against Rosenberg, uh, except don't concede, then I mean, we could put them to a sword. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, I, I do think it's a it's a big unknown. It kind of reminds me of going to play that Israeli team. 
where we were, uh, were a couple of goals up and then we go over there and it's just absolutely Let's get horrific <laughs> you know <laughs> and and we've had a few of them um, but I mean we've we've played your ca- the ankle your, <laughs> your carry bags and your um, who were the other guys Astana Astana bag and uh, Beersheba are, are AK Athens that much better than them those guys aye I don't know if they are though oh, I think they are how uh, <laughs> well, I think finishing second in the league always a good yeah, no, <laughs> guide. So. Um, what well, they, they what are you feeling? No, they won it, did they not? No, they won the league. They, they, won the they league. must have won it. See if they'd only yeah, they did lost one game. And, uh, they won it and Pauk, Pauk finished oh, yeah. second and they just put Basel out 5-1 in aggregate. <laughs> um, okay, well, what, Bluey, how are you feeling? What are you, what are you thinking about it? I'm just going by kind of what I've read and, and other people's reactions because sadly I've missed out in Greek football um, I've not seen any of it either but I don't know for me this feels like the playoff tie really um, this seems like the kind of big one this is the biggest hurdle to get past and you know see if, if you can't beat teams like this I know it's easy to say and, you know but if you can't beat the likes of AKA Athens, then you don't deserve to be in the Champions League. And that's just kind of how it is. Yeah. We need to turn up. We need to put in a performance. And if we put in, for example, performances such as Bayern Munich at home last year or well, what other, you know. Bershev at home, we beat them 5-2 if it wasn't yeah. for two yeah. lack of massive um, you know, lacks in concentration. We, we, we start like that, yeah, fantastic. But... Um, I don't know, I, I just, my worry is there's a bit of a kind of negativity about the place just now. And I don't know, do you know, I mean, maybe today and, and the way Brendan Rodgers went about things, I mean, we're all, like, all the press is about John McGinn and our transfer, like, transfer window. Nothing to do with the fact that tomorrow night we're playing in the biggest game of the season. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. Maybe that's Brendan Rodgers being smart and taking the pressure away for the players, and 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 not having the spotlight on the on tomorrow's game as much. Um, but we turn up. I'm confident we can we can get a win. But I don't know. Something's not yeah. sitting right with me just now. Um, Chris Romani, thoughts. Um, Let's actually just kind of focus on on, on the team. What what we think is going to happen on the pitch? How would you line up? What you want me to tell you a team? <laughs> you want me to give you a starting eleven? Is that is that what you're asking? Why are you being so aggressive? What did I did I what did I do no, wrong? No, no, I was, I was, was that, give me okay. Essentially, <laughs> what do you think the what do you think the team's going to be? Gordon, Tierney, Simunovic, Aya. Lustig. You've missed out Jack Henry, friend. <laughs> no, no, he's holding the bibs. Um, Brown. McGregor. Is he going to do it, Lou? Is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And Cham is available, as is Tom Logic. Oh, and Cham. And Cham. You'll play Sinclair. Forrest. So no Rogic? Rogic. <laughs> Eddie. That's, so that's definitely more than 11 players. players. <laughs> that's about 12 players. And not a 4-5-1. 4-5-1-1. Forrest, Sinclair, and Cham, Brown, McGregor. 
<laughs> and logic. <laughs> That's six. That's four six one. Put time on the bench. Put time on the bench. Um, is that how you would line up, or would you be? <laughs> no, like anyway, the, you, you asked the wrong question. I don't even want to tell you, man. Eleven. How do we? What, what do we need to do tomorrow? We need to scud them, right? We need to scud them. We need to take four goals off them so that we can go over there and be comfortable. It's the exact same as the Astana game and the Beersheva game. We need to get a significant lead to take over there because we'll absolutely crap the bed as usual in Athens. <laughs> right, so essentially we, we need... Unless we go with my four six one formation. There, there needs to be daylight by quite some, some distance for you. Oh, aye. Uh, Louis, would you, be, would you play Tam? Would Tam, Tam Bowler get involved? Of course. Tam spit, Tam plays. Who would you bring on after 30 minutes to play some? Absolute shit. Tam's the greatest. Um, you want my team? Yeah. Right, so, um, Bain and Goals. Fuck Gordon. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> God. <laughs> nah, G- Gordon and Goals, um, I think we stick with a back three. Um, Lustig, Hendry and Ayer. Um Tierney <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Tierney and Cham Brown Forrest um, Tam and McGregor <laughs> What? There's no Tierney I play in Tierney oh, so Tierney and, and Cham Brown Forrest So it's 3 4 1 2 3 4 1 2 uh, No 2 1 Right, so three, four, two, one. So who's your two in the hopes so you get Tam and McGregor? Uh, Tam McGregor, yep, and, and then, then Eddie up front. That you know, see that team. That's actually an interesting team for the SPFL for the <laughs> Scottish <laughs> Championship uh, Premiership. Hey. We drop in. We can drop in five he's at doing the back. Stuff with his hands and all that. And what the hell's wrong with that? Drop at five at the back. What are you going to play? Forrest as wing back. Hey. Well, that's what he plays, isn't it? Um, I See, think you're, you're, you're getting all this madness to try and accommodate Tam. <laughs> uh, I you can go four at the back, move Lustig over, bring Tierney back. You've got options with that formation. Damn it, um, we've got a 4-6-1, we've got a 3-4-2-1. What are you going to do yourself? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have four at the back. Uh, Usual suspects? Aye. Would you play Jozo over Henry? I would. Why does fair. that get such a yep. fucking laugh? What? Jozo's terrible. I, I don't, I'm not a Yozo fan. I've never been a Yozo fan. But but also, have you seen Henry? I, I would play him over I think Henry will be the greatest. I, but I'd, I'd still play Yozo over Henry, regardless of what Henry's going to be. Did you see the, uh, um, Henry against Rosenberg in both legs? Do you think that, do you, honestly, do you think Yozo would have been that much different? Yes. Why, well, why, I think why, the problem why, here is we've got a lot of bad centre halves. Henry improved in the second half why, against Rosenberg. Why, why, in but, the, why in the first game was Henry the the, the ball playing centre half? I don't know. And not Ayer. That's where we... It, it, it was kind of like... Why a, did that a, a weird mirror image where um, the Gamboa was bursting forward and Tierney was dropping back. Fucking Gamboa. Can we talk weird. about this guy? Do you know get time? Uh, yeah, yeah, five minutes. Gamboa? Thoughts? Um, What's going on? Not, like not very good. Oh, no, you don't like him, no. Compared to... I thought the first leg, Rosenberg, he was actually showing something. And then I, th- I thought it was really clever of Rosenberg in the second leg. They just picked, Put picked him and Henry every single and they time. They just attacked yeah. them every time. Uh, just attacked and, uh, them every And Rosenberg aren't very good, but they were good enough to put us under pressure doing that. So against anyone half decent, uh, it's a no from me. I think I, don't, I just don't think. Uh, I think I think Gamboa's time's up. 
and he just needs moved on and someone new needs to be brought in and given an opportunity Tell me your, your team Oh, get yourself to fuck. Oh, by the no. way. Away no. you go. You hung your no. hat on that one. That's worked <laughs> out an absolute belter. Hey, I've done no You said he was the right sided KT. Just give him a chance. He's <laughs> all got it wrong. I seen him uh, I seen him in the Taloon tournament when he was playing against wee guys who were four years younger than him and he was getting roasted on a daily basis. Um Aye, so the midfield would be Brown, it'd be in Cham. I'd I would go for Tam. Um Such for, a trio, yeah. Yep. Forest on the right. Uh, McGregor on the left Sinclair on the left Do you know what I mean I'd, I'd love it if he Put Mikey Johnson Or uh, I'd actually go for Mikey Johnson Someone just Absolutely They've never seen I like it Fucking go for it uh, Oh you're gutted You didn't do that aren't you No Edward up front I, I mean I, I actually really like McGregor But I would keep him For 60 minutes When Tam starts to tire And you then chuck him on um, 60 so minutes 60, <laughs> 60 I love Tam I'm just winding up why, why I wonder why You know when When KT came in And fair enough It was Tyler that done it um, But Tyler threw KT in And Let him learn on the job But obviously started at A very consistent level I wonder why that's not happened Again if if Rogers just, because surely Tierney look is happened, the prime look, example of it that it can work. Remember KT, right? KT played about three or four games when Izagiri was injured, and then he played Fenerbahce, and it was excellent. Right, yep. mm-hmm. Fenerbahce, brilliant. And I'm not comparing Fenerbahce to BSG because BSG are worlds apart. Um, but Ralston was th- thrown to the Lions, and I feel sorry for him, but he was ripped a new one. By, and, and I'm not saying that Lustig wouldn't I have been ripped anyway. I don't think he was, oh, he was All of our goals came down there. Our right, all their goals came down our right hand side. Yeah, because fucking Neymar's targeting No, no, like no, that. no, but that, that's my point. No, I think that was maybe too much too soon. And I think, I don't know if it's. Why not fire, like Dermot was saying, someone like Mickey, Mickey Johnson? Why, why not put him in? Because this is the biggest game of the season. Put him in against Malmo, potentially. Putting him in for this game, it's the biggest game of our season. Our season is pivots on this. We either go to the Champions League and everything's grand, or we don't. And even if we get to... I wouldn't pick him. I'm just saying, I I wonder why that... Oh, by the way... Putting a youngster in and just, you know... I kind of think that you've got... You've got subs there. You know what I mean? And I think doing something with one, like, explicitly attacking player that they, they don't know anything about that's also get the confidence no fear etc might kind of it might really pay it might off. be the making of them you know? I, 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 I like your idea of it I wouldn't, wouldn't start them I'd bring them on 75-80 minutes but then again we've got Griffiths on the bench who'd be itching to come on yeah. we've got Sinclair you know Sinclair's yeah Sinclair Sinclair but we've got other options Mikey Johnson will make an impact this season I think this is too early I want we're, we're, we're running out of time ladies and gentlemen um, I'm looking for predictions Dermot Coyle 3-1 oh, 3-1 so similar to Rosenberg yeah. um, air scorers uh, I think Edward will uh, get in the get in the game score sheet uh, I'll go for Edward and uh, with 2 and Tam with 1 Louis You've just f- fired his, his brain. 2-1 uh, Celtic. 2-1. Uh, goal scorers for you? Uh, French Eddie and God. God. Patrick Roberts isn't playing. Am I right? You're uh, right. Mr. Somani? 4-1. Jesus. What, Celtic? 4-1 Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. What? They're, 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 not, they're rusty. They haven't had... They haven't been playing. You know, they've not come in they had the qualifiers or their season hasn't started um, they're missing a few key players which nobody's mentioned what's their names uh, 
the idea, <laughs> but I read them, <laughs> and uh, they're, they're, they're key and they're missing. Um, I think we'll catch them cold. I think we'll win four one. I think the goal scorers will be French Edward with uh, two, Cal McGregor with one, and an own goal. Oh, <laughs> that's mixing it up. Uh, personally, I kind of am on your kind of wavelength. I think it's going to be three 0 I think we're actually going to keep a clean sheet. We won't keep a clean sheet over there, but I think we'll keep a clean sheet here. Um, I think they're going to line up very defensively, and I think French Eddie and Tom Rogic with two. Mm. So there you go. Um, so yeah, this has been the 90 Minute Cynic podcast. Uh, we will be back on Friday with the 90 Minute Cynic Extra podcast. Uh, I'm Chris Gallagher, Dermot Coyle. Thank you. Louis McCaffrey. Pleasure, great to be back. Christopher Samani. Cheers. We are the 90 Minute Cynic and we'll speak to you down the road.